0: you're listening to the wool academy podcast this is episode 102 hello and welcome my name is elizabeth van delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell Yes, today on the show we welcome a guest back and we're talking to Luke Hook. He has been on the show in the beginning of January because we, we ha- he started this wonderful project of uh, year the Year of Wool. And his Year of Wool has ended almost now in September. So I thought it was a good opportunity to catch up with Luke one more time to hear about his experience. So welcome, Luke, back to the show. It's great that you have time to talk to us today.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. It's great to be back.
0: Excellent. And probably not everybody who's listening today um, listened to our interview back of January. So please introduce yourself one more time and also tell us um, about your year of wool.
1: Sure, no problem. My my name's Lou Cook. I live in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, Uh, and for the last year, I've been wearing nothing but wool, which has been an interesting and eye opening experience. But um, I've had a great time. I've learned a lot, and I've met some wonderful people. Uh, My project, Year of Wool, is all about promoting the wool industry and everything good about wool and wool clothing. So. Uh, by wearing only wool and spreading the message about what wool clothing can do, I've tried to uh, encourage more people to wear wool and choose wool when they're purchasing their clothes.
0: Yes, and if I remember correctly, you started on the 1st of October and you will now end at the end of September, is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. So it's more of an Australian spring to winter. um yeah year and not the annual year but we we talked a little bit later uh, after you started and then I thought it's a nice idea to launch that episode in the beginning of January for everyone who might um, think about a new something to do in 2018. So that's kind of the timing but tell me how have you been? How would you summarize your experience of your year of only wearing wool? It's been a, a-
1: great experience I think um, as I said I, I've learnt a lot throughout the year I've met some great people and uh, enjoyed talking about wool and the wonderful uh, people and animals the sheep that are in the wool industry um, it started out as a, as, a, as a difficult experience changing over my wardrobe and stuff it took a while to find the clothing and um, I approached a lot of brands to try and get some support um, and had some great support through some Australian brands and some international brands who provided some clothing for me to wear and test, um, and I provided them feedback and did some social media with them. Um, and so throughout that experience at the start, I managed to get some wool in my wardrobe, and then it became quite a quite an easy experience at I changed all, took all my cotton and synthetics out of my wardrobe, filled it with wool, and it was just became getting up in the morning and finding something to wear. So it it uh, it changed throughout the year. It was a challenge at the start, but it um, turned into quite an easy experience.
0: Okay, that sounds cool. But let's dive a little bit deeper into to what you just summarised a little bit. So you mentioned that you visited quite a few wool companies around Australia so can you give us a, a few examples of whom you visited and what you saw and what you learned there
1: yeah sure part, part of the experience was all about talking to people in the industries and um exploring what's happened to the industry in Australia uh the the wool industry in Australia has always been a big part of Australian culture but uh through Australia's history, um, there was a there was a big manufacturing sector in Australia producing textiles and clothing and that sort of thing, especially in rural areas. Uh, in the last three decades, a lot of that uh, manufacturing capacity has shifted offshore um, to to Asia because of the price of labour um, and that type of thing. Um, so. Part of what I wanted to do through my project was explore what's happened, uh, why that's happened um, and what, what's left of that manufacturing sector in Australia and how, how they've survived through those changes. So um, some of the, some of the uh, businesses that I visited included um, Mini Jumbuck, who make uh, wool bedding and quilts. Uh, they operate in Narrow in South Australia. They have a, they're a, a really interesting story where um, they began just as uh, some some ladies who were making uh, toy sheep and and selling them as a bit of extra off farm income uh, and then what that turned into eventually was uh, a business that's now thriving making uh, wool bedding and wool quilts. Um, they're the second largest employer in the town of Narrockort. In South Australia, and really important to to that town. And uh, some other another business I visited in Ballarat in Victoria was a business called Internet that have a couple of, uh, of brands, uh, Ballarat Gold, uh, where they make um, men's and women's jumpers, and they also make workwear for the farm uh, and baby blankets as well. So they're they're a, uh, a local employer. They're important to the town. Um, but they have they they um, have an interesting story where they they came up against the increasing costs of labour and that type of thing, and we're, we're considering whether they could continue doing business in Australia. Um, and it, it took um, some people, I guess, with a bit of courage, who purchased the business and have now... Uh, invested their time and effort into keeping that business in Australia. And now they've got a a good little business that's doing really well and contributing to the local community there. So there are a couple of examples of um, businesses that I visited and uh, a lot of them have a similar story where they came up against challenges in the, in the nineties, but they've, they've survived. And now, now they're, now they're doing really well and their local communities support them and People, people in Australia like to buy Australian-made, so that movement has helped to um, revive some of those businesses.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like real um, inspiring stories that you came across there.
1: Yeah, really interesting, and um, I guess it uh, make makes you proud um, of those uh, th- those businesses mm. when you see the ad- or hear about the adversity that they've they've been through, but they've managed to. To stick around, and I and I think it also um, goes to the opportunity that exists today, where um, there's 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 lots of opportunities in manufacturing in Australia um, now that uh, some of those challenges that existed in the 90s in terms of labour and that sort of thing have been overcome by technology um, and and that type of thing. So yeah, there's there's definitely opportunities.
0: Hmm, Excellent. And did you also go abroad or were you focusing on Australian companies?
1: I didn't visit any uh, companies abroad but I did uh, during the year have a trip to Japan with my girlfriend um, where I wore lots of wool products and tested out uh, some wool products, doing some skiing and that uh, type of thing which was a, a lot of fun and also a good opportunity to Um, test the wool products in a different environment
0: yes and that was one of my other questions did you find it easier to wear wool in summer or in winter time or did you have a different experience during the different seasons
1: that's a good question Uh, the last time we spoke it was in the the middle of the Australian summer Uh, and a lot of people a lot of my friends a lot of my colleagues Um, We're a bit concerned about how I was going to manage to wear only wool and wool blend products during the Australian summer, which can be quite hot in Melbourne. Um, But uh, it it wasn't a problem. I think today uh, wool products have advanced to a stage where um, they perform really well in hot weather. Um, So I had some um, great T-shirts, a pair of shorts from the New Zealand company Icebreaker, or a couple of pairs of shorts from that business um, that performed really well in the hot Australian summer. So I didn't have a, a problem there. But of course, um, when winter came around, wool really came into its own. So it was, uh, I guess it was a bit easier wearing wearing wool in winter just uh, because of all the jumpers and that type of thing.
0: Yeah. And did you have a moment where you were maybe actually very comfortable in the cold, but your friends who may have not been wearing wool had a different experience.
1: Um, not that exact occur- occurrence, but I certainly never had a time when I was when I was cold. Um, yeah, wool, wool certainly kept me warm throughout <laughs> the melting water.
0: Okay, cool. And was there anything unexpected? Anything that you didn't yeah expect that happened to you during this year?
1: Um, a few things. It, it, it became easier to wear to wear wool every day throughout the year. I guess I, as I learned how to how to wear wool and how to care for wool. Um, as as I said, it, it took me a while to build up all the clothing in my uh, wardrobe, but eventually, when I did, um, it got easier and it just became uh, my everyday everyday routine. It, I don't notice anymore that I'm choosing to to wear wool or or not wearing cotton products or anything every day. So I guess when I started, I thought I, I, I probably thought it would be a bit more difficult than it has been. So I guess that's a message for people that it is easy to wear wool. <laughs> okay. um, and I, re- I I received great support from people. Um, at the start, I was a bit apprehensive getting in contact with brands and asking for them to support my project but um, people in the industry have been really supportive um, and that and that's that's been great I've, I've learned a lot from people and um, they've given me uh, products to, to wear and test out and I've had great conversations with them about um, how they could improve their product or what works and what doesn't work so that's been a that's been a really enjoyable part of it learning more and giving giving something back to to those brands that have supported the project.
0: Yeah. And when you say you learned how to wear wool, do you feel there's something different um, compared to how you wear clothes made of other fibers?
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's a little bit, It's it's got to do with caring for wool as well. Um, wool products you can, you can wear again and again without the need to, to, to wash them so that takes a little bit of getting used to because uh <coughs> excuse me we're used to washing washing our products every time we wear them so a, a wool t-shirt or a, a wool shirt you, you don't need to wash it every time you wear it you can you, you can hang it out overnight and wear it again and again so that that takes that takes time time to get used to i think mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm and what sort of you said you also sometimes gave feedback to companies who gave you product um what sort of feedback would that be where they could improve a product?
1: Uh, sometimes it was really uh really th- simple things which weren't specific to the product being wool, which might be you know the the location of the tag on a pair of undies that might be a bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. or something like that, or it might be um something specific to wool is around. Around the care and how how the care instructions could be more more obvious, um, uh, and and that sort of thing, I guess. So I th- I think a big part of encouraging people to wear wool is uh, is educating them how to care for it. So I think it's important that brands um, make it make it clear to, to customers um, how how they should be looking after their wool product and try and make it easy for the. For the customer as well, because by and large it is easy to wear and care for wool, but it's just it's just a little bit different. So I think there's an education process mm. process there.
0: Oh, and I like that you actually took the time to give that feedback. I think that's really important, and where everybody can learn from your experience. And did you have a moment where you had to wear something else than wool?
1: Moment I was- of truth. <laughs> I was pretty good. There were a few times where I went to put on a jacket or something and I realized, oh, that's that's not wool. There was there was only one occasion when I uh actually did wear a product that wasn't wool when I, I filled in for my old football team who were uh very, very short on on numbers and they had a past players' day. So um obviously they, they didn't have any any wool um jerseys or jumpers on hand so but that was that was the only occasion i thought that uh given it was a a, a bit of a public service i thought that was okay
0: okay yes that sounds reasonable <laughs> and <laughs> how about your the people around you did any of uh, your family members or friends did they change a little bit their of what they were wearing
1: nobody joined me in the in the project but um, I think I've certainly influenced a lot of the people around me um, a, a couple of brands gave me some uh, baby clothes and baby blankets that I gave to my um, my little niece my sister's new daughter um, so that that was that was a bit of fun but by and large it's it's yeah I, th- I think a lot of people have have learned a lot more about wool who are around me and I, I hope they're they're um, considering buying more wool and wearing more wool, definitely.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well done then. And last time we were talking, you said, like, we, because it was more at the beginning, and you explained already that it was hard to f- find, you know, to build up your wardrobe. And you mentioned back then that one product that you had difficulties finding made out of wool was a belt. Did you, in the meantime, find a solution?
1: I didn't I didn't oh, no. find a belt but I <laughs> but, but I did look for one uh-huh. um but I I I didn't find one anywhere a few people suggested that I could knit myself one but um my knitting skills are almost non-existent so that they
0: haven't that developed didn't. over the last year. Hmm.
1: No, but it's it's there's a business opportunity there for somebody out there to to um make a wool belt.
0: Excellent. Okay. This is the official call for someone who who wants to create a bed, And also, I think last time we talked a little bit, if if you already also included some more wool in your room or in your house, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, The Two of the businesses that I spoke about before, uh, one being Mini Jumbuck, they sent me some bedding. Uh, they sent me one of their wool underlays, which is an absolutely amazing product. It's 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 like this shaggy wool underlay for your bed that is incredibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've slept like a baby ever since I use it. So um, Mini Jumbucker are a really popular product here in Australia. So if anyone's listening overseas, I encourage you to check out their products. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was a, a blanket from internet in Ballarat and so that's that sits on on my couch and on on warm uh, cold winters evening Sometimes that that comes out for use so yeah I, I have had some wool used in my house as Excellent.
0: well <laughs> Yeah, and I, yesterday I had the opportunity to um, visit a carpet manufacturer a wool carpet manufacturer so I thought okay that might be the next step to add more wool on the floor as well. But that's a more longer term investment. Oh, excellent. <laughs> wool
1: wool and carpet always feels really nice under yeah, the feet.
0: Yeah, it does. Now, maybe it would also be really interesting if you have maybe seen any opportunities for the wool industry that you have, like, that you saw through your
1: experience? I, I think so. I, I spoke to a lot of people um, throughout the year and gained a lot of insights into the industry. Um, I think there's some sectors of the industry are quite young and still developing, like the um, outdoor wear and exercise wear uh we, we've seen a campaign in the last 12 months. I'm not sure whether you've seen it, Elizabeth, from uh, Adidas around um, exercise wear mm-hmm. um, made from made from wool. Um, there were some runners in the uh, who, who trained for the Boston Marathon in in wool runners and wool uh, wool clothing. So I think there's there's lots of opportunities in in those sort of emerging wool products. Um. Here, here in Australia, I had an interesting conversation with some people about um, people's perception of wool—the uh, the, the the itchy, heavy, smelly uh, perception that a lot of people have of wool. And uh, one conclusion we came to was that uh, perhaps that comes from the wool school jumpers that all Australian uh, children wear when they're at school, and they're the wool school jumpers are made from quite strong wool, so when they when they get wet, they they smell. They're 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 a bit itchy. Um, so perhaps if those wool jumpers were were made from some some better quality wool, they um, Australian kids might have a, a better perception perception of wool. Um, so I think there's 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 opportunities in areas like that to to change people's perception of wool to educate people more about um, what's available with wool um, and uh, how, how easy it is to wear wool. A lot of people still have the, the idea that you have to hand wash all your wool products, but in reality, most wool products these days because of the superwash treatment um, can be thrown in the washing machine with anything else, um, mm. and that's something I discovered this year. No, no wool products that I war uh, except for my suit, I I could uh, put them through the washing machine. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. And is there anything that you're taking away from this year and uh, continue in the next year? So, what happens in October?
1: Um, uh, maybe I'll do a little bit less next year. I f- I found it a, I found it a challenge doing um, keeping this uh, momentum with this uh, project while full-time work and that sort of thing but I, I really enjoyed having having a pro- project to do so I think I'll still be um, an ambassador for wool and I'll still be um, telling everybody I can about how good how good wool is. but I think I've, I've picked up a, a lot of skills and some good knowledge throughout the year so I'll take that and put that into practice for whatever comes next year.
0: <laughs> and will you continue wearing only wool or will you be a little bit more
1: flexible? Uh, Elizabeth, I'm looking forward to having a bit of variety in my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing Fair lots enough. of the same clothes for 12 months, so I'll still be I'll will still be wearing um, plenty of wool, but um, it won't be exclusive.
0: Okay, that's yeah, I can understand you. <laughs> and, and well, yeah, tell us a little bit about your future plans. Um, what what will you focus on now that your wool will be over?
1: Sure. Um, at the moment, I'm 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 busy at work. I, I work in uh, politics, and we have uh, an election coming up soon. So I'm very busy at work uh, getting prepared for that. But um, as I said, I'm still going to be an ambassador for wool, and I think there's I think there's plenty of opportunities. In the in the in the wool industry, um, opening up in different products. Uh, some some of the products that I've worn this year that I'm excited about are things like wool short wool shirts and wool underwear, which um, for me, without a doubt, perform better than uh, their cotton or synthetic alternatives. Um, and there's 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 not many there's not many products out there that are there's not many wool shirts and wool underwear out there on the market um, despite them being such a good product so I think I'm not sure how how I can be involved in um, trying to encourage growth in that in that area but I'll certainly be looking for opportunities.
0: Well that sounds like some good plans and I wish you lots of success and keep us updated through your website and social media. And maybe while we're talking about that, maybe let us know what is your website called and where can we find you online?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, The website is yearofwool.com.au and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at forward slash yearofwool. There's a few blog posts on my website that I've written throughout the year and I'm going to do a couple more to finish off the year. One, uh, I'm going to um, – a lot of people have asked about where they can buy wool clothing and where I've got all my clothing from. So I'm going to do a blog with all the brands that have supported me and the, my favorite product that they've provided so people can have a look at what I've worn and what I what I really liked. Um, and then I'm also going to have a, do a blog post about um, the – wool manufacturing industry in Australia, which is something throughout the year that I've learned a lot about um, and I'm quite excited about. So um, people can check that out in the next few weeks.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and I'll make sure to link to all of that so that it's really easy for everyone to find. Well, thank you, Luke. It was really nice to catch up um, after we've talked, um, yeah, almost a year ago. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Elizabeth okay bye bye i hope you enjoyed today's episode with luke hook if you want to find out more about luke and his year of wool then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 102 once again elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 102 thank you for listening today talk to you again next week and bye for now